Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Nothing's going to hold me back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. He's Big Lukey Moore. Hello. He's Big Jimmy Campbell. Hello. And he's Pretty Petite Pete Donaldson. <laughs> Hello. Together again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lovely stuff. We cannot get away from each other, can we? <laughs> and it's your fault. I wasn't expecting you to come to me so quickly. I was mucking around with Jim when yeah. the music was on. Uh-huh. And then you came to me and I was caught unawares. As oh. was Pete. I'm never caught unawares. I'm like a cold spring. You won't catch Pete with his trousers down. No. Sorry, how, what, what do you never mean on. like a cold spring? Like a coiled spring. Oh, a coiled spring. Yeah. I thought cold you meant spring. a cold spring, a cold, like a sort yeah. of a natural... <laughs> like we're experiencing spring. right now, Jim. Yeah. yeah, I can spring up at any moment. Cold <laughs> spring, coiled spring. That's not a chat line I would use, Peter. <laughs> you can spring up at any moment, just like a Besiktas cat. What happened yes. there? What? Well, there was a there was a pitch invader at Besiktas. Right? Right. I've been seeing too much of this lately. Mm. And uh, I know, presumably a West Ham fan. There's <laughs> a cat uh, complaining about the stadium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it ran on and uh, Michael, for the corner flag scratched the corner flag English referee Michael Oliver had to uh, stop the game very briefly of course there are semi um, semi sort of stray cats all over Istanbul mm. and, and, oh, yeah. and the people who live there leave out food and water for them they almost live um, alongside the people there it's a mm. really weird situation so if you go into a cafe in Istanbul um, and you sat on the terrace or whatever it's not unlikely to see a cat sat on one of the chairs and you just got to let it sit there it is quite mm. strange because uh, normally it's stray dogs in cities. Yeah, you do see those as well, but they're yeah, all tagged but, in Istanbul. Oh, is that right? Yeah. But, but stray cats, don't often mm. see that, do you? No, you don't. Yeah, but maybe that wasn't a stray cat. Who knows? Maybe that was um, a season ticket holder. Someone's saying, have you seen Have you seen my cat? And Yeah, thousands of people have. Yeah, you know, it's somebody Millions. trying to prove how small uh, the stadium was, swinging it around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there definitely is enough room to swing a cat in there's here. Enough, <laughs> there's not enough room in yeah. my seat. <laughs> Maybe they're looking at stadium expansion. That, that part is of the sort of due diligence. That is this the stated measure you have to do. Yeah, so you, when, when, you, when you when you're an estate agent, you have to go and look around buildings. They all have a cat in their back pocket and they swing yeah. it around. Yeah, yeah, you can swing a cat on this one. Yeah, <laughs> tick it off. Well, there we go. Bushik cat. Yeah, mm, not quite. But there we are. Let's move not on. Not even close, man. Very no. swiftly, Peter. To um to to English football, it's the FA Cup this weekend. Manchester United, they're still in it. They are, but they're out of the Champions League. They also are. But you know, <laughs> but just but just move on, Jim. I mean, it's not a big it's good to see Alexander, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Mourinho said, "I don't want to make a drama out of it. We don't have time." No, for we know that. you don't want it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the point. We all know you don't want to. Because do you're usually so bad at that, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. We don't have time for it. I, I think we do. Yeah. Say. yeah. We'll find time. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll make room in our schedules, yeah. <laughs> well, he said, we have a match on Saturday. That's football. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, Nothing he... to see here apart from a humiliating home defeat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a well-deserved one as well, I think it's mm. fair to say, given the way they approach both games. He also said after the game, um, that he's twice sat in that chair as manager of Porto and Real Madrid after knocking Man United out of the Champions League. So it's not a situation they're not used to. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. It's brilliant, isn't yeah. it? Real yeah. Madrid. Well, Real Madrid won here. So, well, there's, there's so many layers to that as well, because what it's say, also saying, um, in addition to how ridiculous it is, it's also saying... <laughs> I've I've lost. We've lost before. We'll lose again. Yeah, no, wait, we don't want to hear about that now. You should just be happy we go out of a group. Yeah, <laughs> that's essentially what he's saying. Let's it? remember some of my past achievements. Yeah, that <laughs> I wasn't the manager. You're that welcome. was specifically at your expense. Yeah. Look how lucky you are to have me. Yeah, incredible. It's absolutely wonderful. I, I, I did. We did say that um, the way they approached the first game. Um, and we talked about the severe side of things on the continent this week, which people can, can listen to. And, and James Hallcastle saying, you know, they're, they're quite an eccentric team. You never really know what you're going to get. Mm. But one thing you do know is that if you put them under pressure, they can be beaten. They, yeah. they can see a lot of goals. Stephen Inzonzi said, didn't he? They didn't even try that in Seville. No, yeah. well, okay, sorry, Inzonzi said about the game in Old Trafford mm. when he said, for the first 20 minutes, we thought we'd be pressed, we'd be hurried because Sevilla are very good with the ball. Mm. Um, you know, they've got about six number 10s in that side. You know, mm. very good ball-playing side. Don't give them room. Look at the way Liverpool played in that first half again, mm-hmm. away in Sevilla. No, they were 3-0 up, I think. Yes, they collapsed and so on. But there's goals in it for you mm. when you play Sevilla. Um, and Swansea basically said for the first 20 minutes, they were almost like looking around, scratching their heads. What's going, happening, yeah? We, I think we can just play here, lads. And yeah, then, yeah. then they just thought, right, well, we bloody well will. Yeah. And they they got, they got hold of the game. And yes, Manchester United had a few little half chances and a, and a couple of efforts here and there. But four shots on target over two legs. It's I'm sorry. Hoa. When Mourinho is asked, were you a bit cautious? And he says, no, the opposite. What, I, does he, yeah, what's he on about? It's not the opposite. And, and Lukaku about? even said in his um, interview after the game, we were a bit cautious, you know. And I just, I look at this and, and, and when Mourinho's trying to say, let's move on, let's hurry and so on, he is worried about his position at Manchester United. Clearly. And with Mourinho, without getting ahead of ourselves, I do wonder, if he was to leave, Luke's prediction to come true, he leaves um, before the summer. Should or come true, he will leave at some point. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah which summer we don't know. Um, where does he go from there? Mm. And actually, Mourinho knows that he has to keep this job for at least another two, maybe three years or whatever it is. Mm. And on, on the um, on the, on the constant mailbag show, which will come on Saturday, we talk a bit about Mourinho's potential next move. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's worth looking out for. Um, you, you should better hear a bit on that there. Um, I found it very, very odd the way... Um, because I feel sorry for Manchester United fans, first of all, purely mm-hmm. because... We come off the back of the Liverpool game and we go, well, finally, look, that's what Man United are all yeah. about. We, 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 we've seen them be a team of individuals, not really have so much of a plan. It looks a little bit all over the place, yet they still manage to pick up these wins and that's mm. fine. They beat Liverpool and you go, right, we knew what they were doing there and it worked. And they attacked them. Yet three days later, they make five or six changes in terms of personnel and positions and bring players in, move players around and they look back to the, the type of team they were away in Seville in the first leg. Mm. And... The idea that a team like Man United at Old Trafford, with all the history and all the money being spent and, and the fact that they're one of the biggest clubs in the world, some people would argue they're the biggest club in the world, um, would not even attack a so obviously flawed, uh, inconsistent Sevilla side. It's actually it's beneath the club. It's beneath the it status is. of the club. And, and one of the things that has come off the back of this, a lot, I think the punditry on BT Sport, by the way, is very good. 
certainly this season. But there was talk in the punditry, I forget which one of them said it, that they need to buy more players. All of a sudden, Man United are a few players short. It was Roy Keane on ITV. No, it wasn't. Or, it was it was on the BT Sport right. broadcast. Roy, Roy Keane mentioned it as well. As well. I, I, I didn't see that. that. That may well be true. The BT Sport broadcast, it was mentioned as well. So it's interesting it's being mentioned other places as well. My, my take on that is that Man United, fine. If you think Man United are three or four players short, fine. That's your opinion. You're entitled to it. But I get the impression now that people are starting to forget that managers at the top clubs are also supposed to be coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. You have to... Pep Guardiola is doing very well, partly because he's got a lot of money, but also because he coaches the players. He improves the players. A friend of mine was saying to me after this game, using um, an example of Paul Scholes and Roy Keane, funnily enough, he said they weren't top players when they first came through. That's right. They yeah, were yeah. coached. Yeah. They were coached properly. And I don't want to get on the back of Mourinho because he's had an amazing career. Um, I do agree with what Andy Brassel said uh, this week, which is that... Um, it's very unlike a manager at the top level to go longer than 10 years at the very top and be able to sustain it. So that might be a slightly different angle on it. But what I'd like to ask people listening, and, and you guys as well, is what coaching is Mourinho doing at the moment? Well, it's what an interesting actual one. coaching but is he's kind of he's, he's kind of putting himself into like a director, as a director of football. It kind seems of like role, it, doesn't it? it? He's yeah. just like, no, I can't be asked the actual kind of nuts and bolts, mm. kind of coaching a team. What I'll do is I'll sign 11 individuals and see uh, oh, and see what happens. That is it. They, they don't really look like they're the running for each other. Yeah. Still, Pogba changed the game, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, I mean, in, in a way. Didn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's, like, it's like I would play a fantasy league, not fantasy league, sorry, um, football manager. I, I don't want to do any coaching. I don't want to do like boring, improve it? any. It's, it's really about drills and stuff. Boring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just sign the players, do the post-match and get, and get Steve McLaren to coach them. Yeah, get somebody else to coach. <laughs> but the, the, the amazing thing with that is you would think that that would be quite a fun way to manage if you if you were at an elite club where they would allow you to just buy great players and let them you know, let them express themselves, mm. but he doesn't let them express themselves. He sort of blunts yeah. them, and it, it, it's strange. They don't look like they enjoy playing football. And if you're going to play that Mourinho style, the strength of that in the past has been that it's a slog for the opposition to come up against it. His yeah. Chelsea side looked invincible, and it just mm. it, it was a boring proposition to face them because you know they'd probably blunt you and win. But this Man United side looked like that without that air of invincibility, and like his own team finding yeah. a slog. Jim, do you could you see anything? in that game to differentiate it between a Jose Mourinho Man United team and a Louis van Gaal Man United team? Not, without sort of delving into it with too much depth off the top of my head, you'd have to say no. I, I don't and know. It, you know it's, 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 a, it's a grind, isn't it? That's mm. the style. The style is a grind. Mm. And I mean, if you, if, you, if you take the Europa League against Ajax, that was a, a typical Mourinho performance, a bit like Liverpool. We've already cited that. Whereas actually Manchester United, they went out, they didn't give anything away but yet they got the goals. And Mourinho said manages to get the goals somewhere. It might not be yeah. pretty or anything, but they get the goals. It's effective um, and, and it is a results-based business. But against Sevilla, it just it wasn't like that. And I just wonder if, if Mourinho can still can still do it at the top level in, in sort of the Champions League and so on. And I just And that's how a Man United team yeah. are judged. That's oh, yeah. Man, Man United are a team who they've gone for a transition because as I said already this week, Ferguson's shadow is a large one, and we understand that. But Man United are, are a team who traditionally in the Premier League era pick up Premier League titles as a matter of routine. Mm. They're, ju- they're judged in a, in, a, in a slightly less obvious way, but a similar way nonetheless to the way Real Madrid judge themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They judge themselves on European success these days. And I think you're right. I think there's nothing to suggest at the Champions League level. And Paul Scholes was so d- dismissive oh, of the Europa League. Um, on BT Sport he was like <laughs> he was. Yeah, I don't care about the Europa League this is Man United you yeah. picked up the Europa League title great good for you we were talking about the real thing here and he actually yeah. used the word the real thing the Champions League because that's where Man United see themselves well, and this is, this is at odds to that the current, the current situation and what's going on there because you know well, for, for them to get the arguably not, probably probably the plum draw 
in the knockout stage yep. after getting a, another easy group as well. Let me tell you, any team in those quarterfinals now will want Sevilla. Definitely. Any mm, team. Definite. Uh, and that's no disrespect to them because they've given us some good moments this season alone. But, but just to kind of, I suppose, finish on this, Mourinho, as we've mentioned before, is reducing expectations now. And that goes into what Scholes is saying. Oh, look, this happens, move on. Ferguson would have never have said that. Even no. Van Hal wouldn't have said that. I mean, goodness knows what he'd have said. Moyes would have. Yeah, Moyes would have. Moyes would have gone, well, I'm just happy to be in the Champions <laughs> um, uh, Nearly did it with Everton. I've never done this before. <laughs> but, but, but Mourinho, this is a man who won the, uh, the Premier League a long time ago now, but with Chelsea, with, was it with a record points tally or certainly one of the, the, the biggest points tallies in the Premier League's history? He won La Liga. I believe with a record points tally with Real Madrid, in among that great Barcelona side uh, with Pep Guardiola across um, across the country when they faced them, this man can go out and win things. We know that, and and he can win them impressively. Now I know people might say, "Well, that was a few years ago," but I just wonder if now, as as uh, I think Mr. Brassel was making the point, is he as flexible as he was? Well, is Mourinho? Just now, almost like a caricature of himself. We see this often with managers. You know, they, 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 they find their way, they get a little bit older and they don't change and so on, which was the genius of Ferguson. He adapted all oh, the I, time. I think that's right because mm. I, th- I think in the, in the knockout stage of the Champions League, the, the, the precedent now is just to attack. Moyes got to the quarterfinal, by the way. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Well, but, but what about, let's, let's, let's talk about yeah. Brighton because we, we, yeah, sure. we but, need, to, need to cover them as well. Really. Yeah, but Manchester United, they are in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. So it's <laughs> yeah. not all bad. And they're still second in the league. Yeah. Jesus, I mean, if they mm. do finish second, you have to say that's an achievement in light of what the what, what, what Manchester City are doing, of course. But, yeah. uh, but they're still there. But they're up against Brighton at home. My fear for Manchester United is we have seen them lose against weaker South Coast opposition at this stage in the tournament. We have. Mm. How could we and forget? And it was a battering as well, wasn't it? They, they <laughs> yeah. lost, lost handsomely. You could, brought, you could bring on all the Paul Pogba's you want. Yeah, you won't uh, get past David ten, James. The 10-year anniversary of it as well. Yeah. So mm. maybe the sign is there for Brighton, a team who have won two away games in the Premier League all season. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, they only narrowly lost at Old Trafford before, didn't they? Through an own goal too. So you never know. Yeah, I, I mean, Brighton did build up sort of momentum of late, of course. They're until, in decent form overall, aren't I mean, they? they lost away to Everton. Uh, but yes, they've got a bit of momentum. I don't know if um, that loss against Everton will, will stunt that. But um, Anthony Knockout will be suspended for this game, presumably. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah well, that was a ridiculous thing he did there. But uh, against Leighton Baines as well. Of all the sort of innocent folk you could what, jump in and... Are you saying <laughs> some players deserve it, Marcus? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just some saying, saying some it. players you'd like to see get I'm yeah. saying that sometimes... Because of the way they dress. I'm saying... <laughs> the way they carry themselves. Yeah. All the things they're quite yeah. hardly, to be fair. Well, they all dress the same on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> well, they don't. The oppositions have different colour strips. Yeah. Well, OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, Most of the time, anyway. He's a very inoffensive chap. If, you, if you're going to have red mist, do it for a reason. The, the reason that Knockart got red mist is because he got a ball in the face yeah. as well, which is so challenging. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the, the Premier League equivalent of a playground kid saying, you keep that in my face on purpose, it's my ball, I'm going. I played five a side uh, last week in one of those, you know those pick-up matches where you've got an app and people are already playing like a football match and you can join in mm. if you want sort of thing. And it's great if like you don't know anyone's playing any five a side. Mm. Presumably they all know you though. I did that and I turned up and uh, an Italian block uh, got, he didn't get stamped, but like somebody just put, basically put his studs on someone else, uh, on his foot and he went on literally crying. Literally wow. crying. Wow. Do the was it you, Pete? No, it wasn't me. No. Um, it, it was a very impressive footballer that did it as well. Brighton to go to Old Trafford and win in 90 minutes is 10 to 1 with Bet365. So £10 returns £110 if they win. And I'm sure we'll see some tears among Man United fans there, Pete, if well, they do. Well, how jaded will Manchester United be? I mean, apart from beating, with regards to Brighton, apart from beating a very low-confidence Arsenal side, they haven't had a win against one of the big boys this season. 
Could mm. be a first. Mm. Could well be a first. Uh, the tie of the round in terms of uh, glamour, I suppose, or, or certainly uh, how keenly contested it may well be, is probably Leicester City at home to Chelsea. Mm. Uh, and Chelsea, they're out of the Champions League too. Barcelona, of course, beat them 3-0 on the night. But Chelsea didn't play badly. No. no. They were unlucky. <clears throat> it was it was a, the difference between being ruthless and, and Lionel probably Messi. having Lionel Messi <laughs> the team. <laughs> uh, and and not, I, I think Courtois didn't really shower himself in glory. But, no. you know... They dominated that first leg, didn't they? And, and, and it wouldn't have been outrageous for them to come out of that first leg with a three-one win. And of course, yeah. in, in light of what happened, they probably they would have always gone gone out anyway. Sure. But a one-all was a bit of a sickener for them. They should have, yeah, they should have had a lead, having got the lead. And, and, and Messi, Messi is so ruthless. Mm. That that second goal he scored, where he did, did that thing which he does so often, where he gets the ball at his feet on the run, and mm-hmm. it feels like the game is sped up. Yeah, yeah. He goes, he just goes past play, and you, and you think to yourself, you know, fine, this isn't. This isn't the vintage Chelsea team of, of, of isn't the best Chelsea team we've seen in recent memory or whatever. But it's a good team. And they they're, they're, they're the current Premier well. League champions. Mm, yeah. And he just goes past them like not well, even there. It's like he does an almost almost like a one inch kick. Do you know what I mean? Where there's very little movement from his foot and suddenly the ball is pinged off and he's away. It's like he's passing to himself. He did he did he did a similar thing, Marcus, you'll remember this better than me. My memory of it is quite sketchy, but I remember it being amazing when there was a quite a contentious uh, well, not contentious, but a very, very fiercely competitive um, Classico. Mm-hmm. And it was a stalemate. And at one point during the game, he just got the ball, went past about three players, stuck it in the corner. Might have been the semi-final so, of the Champions League. So yeah. what are you worried about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, 600, yeah. 600 goals. I was, Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand said yesterday, he's got more goals than I had appearances. Top five appearances. <laughs> That's incredible. That's Rio Ferdinand as yeah, well. Yeah. That's amazing. The first goal too, that, that the incredible sort of guile he had. He was He was... Pretending to look for the person he was going to cross to, wasn't it? You see in the replay, he, that, this was always like a sort of sneaky and no look shot. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, just to have the guile to pull that off and then execute the finish between the goalkeeper's legs and Courtois' face as well. You could tell him mm. he was thinking, "Oh God, this, oh, we, this is the last thing we needed but right for, now." But for, but for, I mean, I was saying that Courtois didn't cover himself in glory, and I don't think he did. But I do also think that for a six foot five or so keeper. To have the ball hit at that pace, right mm. down by your feet, it's a mm. bit of luck involved. Yeah, it's you can't move your feet and hands that quick. There was mm. this, there was this um, kind of ironic, kind of just like lad bible or, or one of those like Jordan quit your game businesses. You still working for them? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wasn't allowed back in. No, I was too laddie fan them. of them now. <laughs> too laddie for them. Um, but they, uh, they did this thing of Could kind of like shopping people's heads. Good enough. No? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sticking heads of on things into films. Um, there was this uh, kind of uh, net that they put in between Courtois' legs and sort of like, uh, oh, he's going to buy it on Amazon, like uh, between the legs of the goalkeeper, yeah. like a little net. So like, yeah. if he'd worn that, he wouldn't have been nutmegged or whatever. But I was thinking, what are the rules? Would that on count a goal- as a goal? <laughs> what are the rules on the keeper wearing like big old flares? <laughs> MC, Hammer, MC Hammer trousers. What would yeah, be well, the I mean, rules on that? Kirai used to wear huge trousers, didn't he? So yeah. if, you know, if he just if he just I remember, like, sneakily kept Dimitri, well, Dimitri, Dimitri Karim wearing like uh, yeah. uh, jeggings. Yeah. Uh, like, what, where's the rules? Could you could you that's just a, wear, a... could you wear like big old skate uh, Carhartt shorts? Oh, Grandad, you did a show, a football show when Lionel Messi was in his pomp. Did you? What did you talk about? Most? <laughs> Mostly tracksuit bottoms, to be honest. <laughs> But it would take the wind. It would take the wind out of the shot a little bit, wouldn't it? It would. I don't It'd think it's allowed. Chance, I don't think it's allowed. Well, let's look it up. Let's look it. Let's up. Take it. Let's look it up. Yeah, train your goalkeepers better <laughs> before you go down that road. Yeah, okay. Leicester have got a chance uh, in this game. Well, I do really have, haven't they? Yeah, I've got, I think they very much do. But just um, you moved on ever so slightly. Sorry, mate. I, I just uh, want to talk about there. Leicester. Um, I just thought it was nice to see Giroud back in the Champions League. Yeah, I thought he did okay as well, yeah. by the way. I nice thought he did pretty well. Yeah. He, he, he put himself about a bit. Um, he had sure to go off with a little bit of a knock, didn't he? He did, yeah. Sorry, I've, yeah. just, I've, I've just got something in my eye. <laughs> 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 um, but yes, Leicester, I think, will fancy the chances against a Chelsea side who yeah. 
of course, have had a gruelling away leg in, in the Champions League. But Chelsea, they've only won five out of 17 matches in all competitions in 2018. That is not a great record. No, no I understand not. that they've played some of the top sides and obviously uh, Barcelona twice. But five out of 17 for the current champions in a side like Chelsea is, mm. is not good enough, really. No. And, and those victories, I should add, have been against Palace, Hull, West Brom, Brighton and Newcastle. Mm. Leicester, yeah, absolutely. Leicester are better than those sides. And, and only, Leicester have only lost two of the last 13 in all competitions yeah. as well. They've mm. also never won the FA Cup. Leicester, so, yeah, which huh. is an amazing one, isn't it? It's really surprising. Yeah, because you, you remember them winning the League Cup. Yeah, quite. But and you would think they will really want to get another piece of silverware, you know, during this era where mm-hmm. they they're having you know the best time the club has ever oh, had. Oh, absolutely, even yeah. now, and they'll be so so motivated. Yeah, well, I did. I, I, I mean, it wouldn't be a huge upset, but you'd have to say it would be an upset of sorts because Chelsea will be the favourites for this game. But I, I do think I, I was saying earlier in, in earlier rounds of the cup, I think. Leicester could really do something here. They've been away in Marbella for a four-day warm-weather training camp. I mean, when does it ever go wrong when Leicester go away um, for a little jaunt? But uh, yeah. Dan- The players love a warm-weather training yeah. camp these days. Yeah. Man City you, done that as well. You would, though, wouldn't you? I don't know if I would. We talked about this before. I quite like staying at home. We're going to, <laughs> Na- we're going to Naples soon. <laughs> it's not a training camp, as well, I understand that. It's our equivalent, though. What? Yeah. Well, Danny Simpson said they've been training hard, but having some nice socialising times together, too. I bet so, they are. Oh, no. Yeah. Bodes well. Yeah. Mm. Leicester well, City. But, you know, they haven't been given the runaround by Lionel Messi in Spain, though. Have they? So you know, they're still at an advantage. I can't imagine Danny Simpson saying, "Yeah, that's some nice socialising time." Yeah, that's how I interpret (laughs) it. The draw after ninety minutes in this game is twelve to five with bet three six five, and so ten pound will return thirty four pound, including stake if the game ends in a stalemate. Um, We're going to talk about the England squad on Monday, aren't we? We are. Okay, good. The mention of Danny Simpson got you going. Yeah, it did. I was yeah. like, I'm hoping he gets a nod. No, because I'm just because people will be confused because it comes yeah. out this afternoon. That's so. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Aaron Ramsey not going to China or not going to be involved in the China Cup. That's the that's news. Is that right? Breaking news. He's oh, unlikely right. to get he's, in the England squad, though, isn't he? He's having a t- well, the world squad. I mean, yeah. We're, I don't think we're doing the China Cup, are we? I don't know. I'm the no. first I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing the, the Russia Cup, I think. Um, <laughs> if, if the government let us, of yeah. And now it's time for correspondence with PED. Hello, Tom in Tasmania, Australia. Good day, Rambus. Following the discussion in the last show about Marcus's leave no man behind policy for the English World Cup squad, uh, I thought I'd do... 150 men it is up to now. <laughs> I thought it's I'd preliminary. Do a, I thought I'd do a quick bit, bit of research into what's possible. Using the Football Manager database, as of July 2017, there were currently 13,898 <laughs> professional slash semi-pro players eligible to be called up to the side. If we were to assume that Marcus wanted to take all of them and to Russia, uh, we could actually do it with one single vessel. The world's largest container ship, the CSCL Globe, oh. carries 19,100 shipping containers. So the FA could purchase around 14,000 of those, convert them into little homes, load them onto the ship and sail the entire nation's football prospects to Russia in one go. The bonus of this approach is that England wouldn't even need to find an onshore house uh, for the players in Russia. And also, David Nugent would be in the squad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly. That's my favourite email of the season. Yeah. The, the only fly in the ointment would be the inland games, obviously. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, for but, this, I'd suggest that the FA utilise the RAF's 8C17 Globemasters, each it. holding 100 paratroopers to parachute up to 800 players into the host town <laughs> at any point. <laughs> yeah, you can't I, take oh thirteen thousand. That'll go that well. The political well, climate, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> we're parachuting them in. I realise. I realise reducing uh, the national pool from roughly fourteen thousand players to a top eight hundred would be a tough ask, mm. but it's one I'm sure Marcus is up to. Let's make that very clear. He's not. No, he no, likes no, no, a no. lot of players. Marcus. I reckon I could cut it down to eight hundred. Yeah. If you had eight hundred, how many forwards would you take? Oh, uh, about three hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. I realise that the idea of trafficking humans in shipping containers isn't the best PR look, but something tells me that's law on the FA's list of worries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd like to... Was it Tom, his name? Uh, Yes. Tom in Tasmania. Problem solved.
So here we go. Solid. Problem solved. Solid. Um, Thank you, you, Tom. I mean, I'm surprised because the, the, the reason this is so interesting to me, you're, you're doing this, is mm. because I genuinely find it hard to pick 11 players. <laughs> I want, but I want Inga to play in Yeah, but that's, but that's what I mean. I overcompensate yeah. by just chucking them all there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, a blunderbuss approach. Hello to Michael Dunn. <laughs> uh, after listening to Monday's show and hearing of uh, Steve Cottrell's phone call to his bank... <laughs> Uh, it made me remember taking a call from the then Burnley manager to query his mobile phone bill. So we've got another person in situ at a call centre when Steve Cottrell has, uh, has given them a call. Um, as a Newcastle fan, again, I had to avoid winding up Steve about his ill-fated yet hilarious time as assistant at Howard Wilkinson at Sunderland. But what followed made me question how this man could supposedly organise his life, let alone a football team. Steve was asking if the calls he made last week while abroad and a pre-season training uh, trip were showing on last month's bill as he couldn't see them. After explaining him uh, to him that the bill was from last month, so the calls that he made last week would not appear until his next bill, <laughs> he then asked why. It took several attempts to get this message across, to the extent that I felt like Father Ted explained the small and far, far away cows to Father Dougal. He eventually ended the call, thanking me for the explanation, but I'm still convinced this very day that he didn't understand a single word. Michael Dunn, thank you very much for that one. Uh, <laughs> finally, for now, Mike Williamson, or rather, Mike Williams, I'm getting excited about the ex-Newcastle defender. Ex-Pompey player as well, wasn't yeah. he? I yeah. once uh, sat next to him in a casino while he gambled. Um, what were you doing? Were you just an innocent bystander? He was, I was just he hanging was around. Sure, I'm sure it was all... He was gambling, clean, Pete. wasn't it? I was. <laughs> uh, following your chat last week about the nutritional value of Jaffa cakes, it reminded me of a story about Rangers and Scotland legend Barry Ferguson. After signing for Blackburn in 2003, his son was in the same class as my younger brother. This was around about the time the government uh, set about trying to improve kids' health by encouraging the prohibition of sweets and chocolate in primary schools, playgrounds up and down the country. A letter was sent home to all parents advising against sending a child to school with tasty treats in their lunchbox and uh, mums and dads were educated should the rules be broken. Very 1984, he says. Uh, One lunchtime, the headmaster confiscated Barry's lad's box of uh, Jaffa cakes, stating they were unhealthy. Upon hearing this, knowing that Jaffa cakes are recommended by sports nutritionists and the Blackburn Rovers team doctor, Barry took matters into his own hands. The headmaster was slightly in shock to receive a visit from a Premier League footballer in the peak of his career to advise him on the health benefits and energy-boosting qualities of Jaffa cakes. There we go. As a result, the majority of kids saw the son of a footballer uh, was allowed to eat Jaffas and set the trend for the rest of the term. There we go. What a That's hero. Bad, is it? What a hero. Pete, we've still got to do our Jaffa cake challenge. Yeah. yeah. People are calling for it. I want us to do a box each and whoever finishes them first wins. That's better than me trying to attempt two boxes and you attempting yeah. one box. With the use of a tea. Some people queried yeah. the use of, like, the, the drinking of tea with Jaffa cakes as if that was tradition, but I think you were just, you just wanted lubrication. I you? said I could do Doesn't twice as many as Luke with tea. Yeah. yeah. But the tea, the tea was purely just, you know, for masticating yourself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Not, no. not, it's not like a thing people do, is Pete? it? No, uh, tea and Jaffa I, cakes. I'll have a tea, I'll I'll have a tea, tea with a Jaffa cake. But I don't think you'd... you'd I don't dip. You'd, yeah. I don't dip. Uh, I've dipped before. There you go. I'll dip again. All right. I'll dip again. I'm unrepentant. Okay. Well, let's go to the break where we're going to have a quick masticate. Marcus. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's like the people's front of Judea. Nobody can make a decision. Meetings about meetings. Welcome back, everybody. Um, oh, there's a meeting at Wigan this weekend. It's mm. Wigan Athletic versus Mark Hughes' Southampton. Do you smell a cup set? Oh, surely this is the one. So yeah. how, how does the appointment of a new manager affect the cup set matrix, Marcus? Well, could be a bouncy bouncy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with Will Grigg in there. You never and know. Max Powers. Mm. Um, I think that uh, this is... I mean, surely everyone's got this down as the cup set. Wigan have not uh, disappointed. They've done this the hard way. Yeah. Getting to the quarterfinals, Beat obviously. Yeah, but even before... Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the obvious one, but even before that, you know, they were beating sides um, above them. But yes, Pellegrino is gone. That smug look on his face is not there. Mm. He is not the Southampton manager right now anymore. He is an ex-Southampton manager. Yes, but can Hughesy stop the rot at Southampton? The former a Saints player, of course, given a contract until the end of the season and will reportedly earn a £1 million bonus if he keeps them up. And Hughes himself said, I bring experience of the Premier League and I've won a lot of points in my career as a Premier League manager. It's about coming in and giving different messages from myself and the staff. Presumably, those messages are try and win. Shake my <laughs> hand. He yeah. was, um, he's, a, he's an... Uh, an odd appointment as far as that he's not someone who immediately springs to mind as a specialist to get someone out of trouble last minute. No, he takes quite a while to get going, if I remember rightly. But at Blackburn, Pete, he did do exactly this job, although that was a long time ago now. Mm. But I I quite like the fact that because he's known as an ex-Southampton player, he was absolutely shocking for them in terms of goal scoring. I think he only scored two goals in his whole time there, and he was there for two seasons. I think he scored one. You remember the old Nets at the Dell? They, the uh, small ones. The smaller ones, mm. yeah. I think Hughes scored a volley and he smashed it so hard it hit the advertising. And came out again. And came yeah. out and the ref thought it hit the post. Yeah. 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 I, I that's that's, that's that. a fairly well known. Goal. But he only three scored, goals. But he only scored two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's three. But give him a 50% increase on his goal return. <laughs> but, well, I mean, he's presumably Southampton will be better at volleys in the coming weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that'll be the training, heads and volleys. That's it. <laughs> that'll be but great. You, you, you um, presumably, if, if if they went into this game with Pellegrino in situ, yeah. we'd be sat here saying, fancy Wigan for this. Oh, mm. if, if Pellegrino's still there, Wigan all day. So how does Hughes affect this? Well, he'll, he is a British manager of a certain age. He'll be all about the basics. Yeah. Run more. Yeah. You know, put in bigger challenges. Yeah. Commit more. And, and I know that, that sometimes we think... That that is a well, it is a bit old school in one sense, but actually, all those things are as relevant in the game today as they ever were, you know, in the past. Uh, and Southampton have not really been doing that much. You know, you saw the reaction of um, of their players, and I, I forget um, Pierre uh, uh, Hoiberg, Hoiberg yeah, yeah. Um, said, you know, after the game, he, you know, he was just shaking his head, going, "The commitment, the attitude, it's it's all wrong." And when it gets to that stage, you think, no matter what tactical. Um, information that the, the manager is giving his players it's going wrong you can, you, you can stuff them with all the tactics you want the simpler is, or is, it's or the is application int- it's yeah. the application and the application's yeah. gone and it's not been there for a while yeah. and Southampton fans certainly the handful that I know were pleased that Pellegrino's gone Mark Hughes we, we'll see but Hughes is a no-nonsense type of chap yeah. he may well take a little while to get going sometimes but 
you just want sometimes that old school British approach just for the short term, which is why he's probably been given a contract just to the end of the season, which is only a few months away. Yeah. Um, because who knows if he would stay there long term, see if he does a good job or not, but just up and at him because well, they've got quite. some players. Absolutely. Because, I mean, they have clearly lacked a plan, as we've been, been saying for a while. They just So you don't know what they're trying to do on the pitch. And Mark Hughes is going to give them something to do. And as you say, it's going to be incredibly, incredibly simple and straightforward. And he's made the point, you know, since being appointed, he said, I've won a lot of Premier League points in my time which is an interesting way of looking at it you don't really hear managers refer to their sort of points tallies well, on he can't say trophies but, can he no well he can't but it's still an interesting point because he know he does know how to get results in a, in a quite canny way if he has to because mm. I mean obviously Stoker in, in the doldrums at the moment you know and partially as a result of his tenure but he, he had them finishing very high he knows he was there what for he's a long doing. time exactly yeah I mean it, it went stagnant and it happens doesn't it but so if it I mean if it doesn't work out he will have played a, a part in relegating both Stoke and Southampton which is, would be quite and, interesting. And QPR. I, I mean, like, I mean, this, oh, this season, season though, yeah. which would be, uh, which wouldn't be a great well, one. We, for the we season, said in the summer that Stoke looked like they're in trouble. They're whack, bang out of fresh ideas, and you could see that coming a mile off. And Hughes is a long time ago, but he did a good job at Blackburn when he came in there. Well, he did a good job at Fulham that as well. Got, that got him the job at Man City, which people forget. It's yeah. a big club these days, but they were still a fairly big club then. Um, the the issue is for Southampton is they don't score enough. And if you look at their chances created, it's not that bad. They, they they create quite a lot of chances, which you perhaps expect with someone like um, Tadic and yeah. Ward Prowse and one or two others. That's what I mean. They've got some players in yeah. there. Yeah, so it might not be as as dire a situation as, as perhaps it seems. Um, I, I think they should have moved earlier with with Pellegrino. Well, but we, yeah, they're that's... still giving themselves a chance. Yeah. Got, as I said on Monday, they've got a better chance now than they did have with him in there. Well, we mm. thought it was too late, but but yeah. Wigan are a good team, Mark. They're, yeah. they're a canny team. I've seen a bit of them this season. Obviously, we all saw them at Man City where they were impressive, but. I've seen them a few times this year. Don't concede goals. No. They're very well organised. And scoring lots of goals as well. Indeed. In yeah. the league. So. Their um, they're rank outside us to lift the FA Cup this season. They're 50-1 with Bet365 oh, to win on. it. £10 returns, £510, including the stake should they do so. If they win this, they're in the semi and they're a part of the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Again, these things do matter in football. Yes, tactics and, and the ability of your players are, are absolutely enormous. But the fact is... Wigan have beaten better sides in this competition and they have beaten perhaps the best side in Europe. They will look at Southampton, they're at home, and they'll think, oh, tell we you what, this, lads, yeah. Yeah. we're up for this. And that makes all the difference. And Southampton will think, bloody hell, this lot beat uh, uh, Manchester City. Oh, Southampton weren't far off getting a result themselves, lest we forget. But Southampton will be licking their wounds. Can Hughes get them up for this? Can he raise it? But ex-Pompey manager Paul Cook would love to get one over Southampton, wouldn't he? I think he probably would, but I don't think he cared that much about Pompey. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I just want to... It's, extra, it's a extra, game, isn't it? Caring too much about Pompey. Yeah, yeah tell me about it. <laughs> My life is testament to that. I just wanted a little yeah. extra narrative in there. Um, and then the final quarterfinal, of course, involves um, Tottenham Hotspur. Harry Kane, he's only out for six weeks. When they were going, oh, we could miss the World <laughs> Cup, I was like, don't start that. Yeah. Nonsense. <laughs> yeah, Absolute not, nonsense. You're not having that. He's driving, all. he's piloting one of them planes. We do not want to see a sun pull out. No. <laughs> Well, we all pray together for Kane yeah. to be fit again. Yeah, where's Yuri Geller when you need him? That's what I wonder. Oh, man, yeah. So he should be out, out for about four to six weeks or something like that. Quick quick straw poll. Yes. Um, is a woman's place in the home? Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> did you did we, you, you want to explain this, Jim? You couldn't let yeah. it go, could you? No, I couldn't let it go. I mean, um, I could edit this so badly for you, Jim. <laughs> 
<laughs> explain quickly, I'll Jim. explain quickly. Spurs accidentally sent out a survey, didn't they, to some of their US um, supporters or customer base um, that somehow, due to, a, due to an error, there's nothing to do with Spurs apparently, it included the question, do you agree with the statement a woman's place is in the home? Incredible. I like the fact Someone that... Someone is getting fired there, aren't they? I like the fact that you even acknowledge that it's nothing to do with Spurs, but you still bring it up yeah. straight away. Yeah. <laughs> you got any Arsenal fan these yeah, days, they'll take any chance. got to take what you can at this point. I mean, isn't, <laughs> isn't Arson's place in a football club? That's what I would say. <laughs> his, place right is, his place is in the home now. I think <laughs> yeah. a lot of Arsenal yeah. fans would argue. Um, but yes, but uh, but they're a, a way to, uh, to to Swansea, of course. But I mean, Spurs, can they continue their cup run and finish in the top four without uh, old, old Hazard Kane? Um, I mean, we've got to say that Hyung Min Son, the way he's been playing and scoring yeah. the goals, they should be OK. And he's ably deputised for Keane in the past. For Keane, for Kane in the past. Yeah. I, I think I don't think this is actually well, affecting too badly. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a six and two freeze because yeah. we've talked. Lots of people talk quite because Kane's such an important player. There's a lot of chat about whether they miss him or not. And there was a period of time he missed. Um, I think towards the end of sixteen, twenty sixteen, last season, when um, he missed ten games and they lost two of those. But none, neither of those were league games. They won. They they were undefeated in the league games to play without him. Um, but he missed a couple of games at the end of October uh, with a ha- slight hamstring pull, mm. I think, and they lost both those. They lost to Old Trafford in the um, in the league, and I think they lost to West Ham in the League Cup. Yeah, and, and when Kane missed out Old Trafford, um, they played Ali just behind Son, but, right. they, but they still lost the game. Mm. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to but see. He's, how, he's how a huge out. loss. There's no doubt. One hundred percent, but. L- Lorente's got a hat-trick in the FA Cup this season and he used to play for Swansea and you can do all the tactical analysis you yeah. want but players score against their old <laughs> yeah. teams we know it just happens yeah. also as well Spurs will be so motivated to get to Wembley in the FA Cup because it will feel like home advantage mm. Mm. completely mm. but also Isn't Spurs want to win a trophy I mean people go on about Pochettino well he can't be considered you know one of the top managers and blah blah blah, blah until, he, until he wins a trophy and whatever you may think of that statement um, well, obviously they, they want to win it. Don't they? Yeah. Of course, yeah. you know if you're in a competition, you want to win it. But the, um, the game, the game Kane came back was the Real Madrid game. They mm. beat them three mm. one at Wembley right, in the yeah. Champions League. He didn't score, but he played very well in that game. Um, they've got a lot of key games. He's going to miss Kane, mm. and it's not done and dusted this top four. Well, that, well that's why I asked and the question. I think I think he's likely to be back for the FA Cup semi should they go through, which is the twenty first, twenty second of April. The Spurs statement I saw. Now I understand there may have been an updated one since then. But the one I saw said he'll return to training next month. So that, that could mean he returns to training on the 30th of April. It doesn't mean he's going to be back. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you just don't know. Ligaments are a tricky thing. They're a very tricky thing. And we don't want him rushing back and jeopardising England's second round hopes at the World Cup. We can Cup. do that ourselves. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> do, do you think... Because um, haven't Swansea got a few players missing themselves? They do indeed, yeah. Fur, Bonnie and, and Sanchez are out. I mean, Sanchez hasn't sort of pulled up too many trees. Um, no, he's got big issues, hasn't he? Indeed, yeah. But, but fair and bonny, but I, you know, Swansea have been missing one or two players for, for a few weeks now. Um, but Swansea, you know, with Spurs without Kane, Swansea have the home advantage. Carvial, he, he, he will fancy this. And he's, Son is a player that you can't list me at this point in his, in his form. You can't leave him out anyway. No, yeah. no. He's always arriving at the right time for yeah. me. He's so quick and he's always, his decision making, he's a very precise footballer, mm. I think. You've, you've really thrown me off there because you just took your glasses off. Sorry, and I looked over and I was like, "Who's that? Is that, that Superman?" <laughs> yeah. That's why he was—he was making a big. Now Jim's you know, done it. He's oh, making a big point. I've had my headphones on for about two hours and it's starting to hurt <laughs> dig me. In, isn't yeah. it? Started digging. Um, uh-huh. But but Carviel, he's obviously got more points on the board at Swansea in the league. <laughs> But me he's me in, and Jim have just swapped glasses. Yeah, so. indeed. Sorry, yeah. Mark, because I'm listening. If you wouldn't mind. Whoa, yeah. um, Pete, uh, you look exactly the same, Jim. You look like a pervert. So exactly the same. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, Jim, the things that have been seen through yeah, those lenses. Oh dear, this is actually getting very, very yeah. quickly, Vision very Express murky. specials. I've realised it's not really an audio feature, this. No. Not really, no. Carry on, Mark, I'm listening. <laughs> Sorry, look, I just got to say, you've taken your trousers off. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were always off. Yeah, okay, right. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just hadn't stood up. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, with Swansea, you know, he's got better um, results under Carvajal. Uh, thus far, but he's also instilled. He's getting better out of the the, the quality that they have. The IU brothers have been, um, been been evident there. But but, but instilling a, a fighting spirit. That point they got away to Huddersfield with um, IU being sent off early on. Of course, was you know Huddersfield had thirty shots on goal and Swansea had none. Yeah. But they got a point. They got a, they got a clean sheet. And the way they kind of celebrated that. There's a, there's a, there's a togetherness there. And, and and Alfie Mawson recently said of the manager, whatever he's doing, it's working. I love that. He, he yeah. can't pinpoint it, yeah. but whatever it's doing... I did, whatever, I'm one of his players, and even yeah. I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to much, but, but it's this, definitely working. This goes into what we said about, you know, can Hughes raise um, Southampton? Uh, but Mawson said of, of the manager, we're feeding off him. He's funny, he's a laugh, which is always important. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he gets Basically down to business... Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. When he gets down to business... He means business. Um, I also quite like Swansea's running. Got a lot of winnable games. Yeah. Um, they look, I mean, it's t- sort of dangerous stuff to say they're safe, but they look in a good in good shape now compared to what they were before because they've got so many winnable games coming up um, between now and the end of the season. They play Stoke, uh, they play Bournemouth, they play Everton at home, they play West Brom, they play Southampton. So they, they're going to get enough points to stay up. But they're 13-2 to two to beat Spurs on Saturday, so £10 uh, with Bet365 will return £75, including stake, should the Swans do the business in 90 minutes. But I, mean, I, th- I think Spurs are, uh, look good still. I, I still like them as a better team without Kane. Do you know you what? Never know, you never know. I fancy, I fancy a... Uh, to sweep the board with cup sets, I fancy Brighton, I fancy Leicester, I fancy Wigan, I fancy Swansea. That'd be some semi-final. Imagine line, it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, but Luke, what is the best bet with Bet365? Um, you'll be pleased to know that the uh, Rodden family are yesterday's news. <laughs> oh, no, more, no more family members left. No, to be fair to the Roddens, they, they sent an email in saying, well, we have got more family members, but... We're going we're gonna to leave it there. Oh, we, we, oh we, we wow. We gracefully think, stepped down. I think they've had their chance. Yeah, they have. And so good, good for them. And, <laughs> and, and much love to all the Roddens, um, of course. This, this one comes from Dave Harrison. He says, I would like it to be known that I am not related to, I'm an acquaintance of, or, to the best of my knowledge, ever be in the same room as any of the Rodden family or extended family, and am thus qualified <laughs> to rid the bet of the week hot seek of the Rodden curse. <laughs> This is like when the Simpsons went on uh, witness protection and they replaced the Simpsons <laughs> yeah. with the, 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 Thompsons. Thompsons. the Thompsons. I would like to give poor old Everton a break this week and pick on the even more terrible Southampton instead. You'll see where this one got in. All cup ties <laughs> need to be decided this weekend, but I think Wigan can see off the rudderless Saints in 90 minutes on Sunday, which is a generous 5-2 to two on Bet365. A cup set you can get behind, Marcus. Damn, I've got behind them all. Four cup sets I'm going for. He said if they can pull this off, uh, not only would the, <laughs> would the League One club get a day out, but there will be a nice bit of cash raised for Prostate Cancer UK. So that's from Dave Harrison. Thanks for that, Dave. £50 on Wigan to win at 5-2 to two with Bet365 will return £175, including stake, should Paul Cook's men cause a cup set. All proceeds go to Prostate Cancer UK, and you must be over the age of 18 to gamble. Uh, and for more information, go to begambleaware.org. I think it's fair to say, if, if Wigan do get through, then old Cookie... He might have a little glass or two. I'm after sure he the will. Game. Sure, will, will he be di- dipping his cookies in it? Yeah. <laughs> Could be. I think the less said about that, Could be. the legally better. Yeah. Um, Luke, let's look ahead to the weekend. I haven't done looking ahead to the weekend this week. I've done something else instead. No oh. way. So I've gone for Wigan play Southampton this weekend, as we've heard, <laughs> and their attacking midfielder, Gary Roberts, has signed for manager Paul Cook roughly 140 times in his career. <laughs> 
What's your favourite example of a player following a manager around? Oh, nice. I like this. Um, I like that. So people have got in touch with um, Niall Carr. Hello to you, Niall. Alex Bruce has made a career mm. of pretending to be a footballer at all of his dad's clubs. <laughs> uh, uh, Joey Burwood says, uh, Paddy Kenny and Neil Warnock surely have to be related, oh, yeah. having signed them five times over his career. However, I do recall a certain Junior Lewis following Peter Taylor round like a bad smell. And I believe six times might may well be the record. Surprisingly, for some reason, though, Lewis didn't get a call up to the England squad during Taylor's caretaker spell. That would have been a truly magnificent turn up. Um, <laughs> Darren Booty, great name, Darren Booty. Jim Smith on Dion Burton. Ooh, that, yeah. that used to be a running joke down at Portsmouth that Dion Burton had something over Jim Smith uh, <laughs> because they played together at Portsmouth as well. Uh, and Viren Moen, I'll, I'll leave with this one from Viren, who says, uh, Crouch Defoe, Kranjkaya. Yes. yes, they should have a travelling club like the Harlem Globetrotters, Red Naps Rovers. It's uh, it's, <laughs> it's Tarantino esque. That yeah, it's yeah. just the same actors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. So that's what I did this week. I might think of something else next week. That's a lovely old job. Get a bit mm. bored of looking ahead to the weekend. Yeah, fair enough. So are the listeners probably. Maybe if they make it this long in the show. I don't know. We all have a weekend though. We do. Uh, but there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet Three Six Five. I'm giddy with uh, cup set excitement, but... Uh, you sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> giddy with something. Indeed. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey. See you later. Goodbye from me. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.